0: Something very emotional happened today. Tim Grover was in town. Tim Grover is the trainer of Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. He was on the last dance. He wrote a book called Relentless, and his book is coming out, Winning. And he did his first live interview with me here in uh, Boca Raton, and we're sitting down talking. And one of the chapters in his book, page 103, by the way, we've got to get his book, but one of the chapters, page 103, he talks about how winning is selfish. There is no such thing as balance in winning. It just doesn't exist. And he tells the story. He says one day he's packing his bags, he's getting ready to go on the road, and he's traveling, right? He's packing all this stuff and he's getting ready to go. And his five-year-old daughter looks at him and says, Daddy, where are you going? He says, Daddy's traveling. And the five-year-old daughter at the time says, why do you have to travel so much? And Tim says, I have to travel a lot because Daddy travels so I can take care of you, Mommy, so I can put food on the table. And he says his five-year-old daughter takes a break, looks away, and then she comes back and looks at his daddy. And he says, when I heard these words, it loved me. he says, it's the most difficult words I've ever heard in my entire life. That's what he says in his book. I'm prefacing what he's saying, but that's pretty much what he's talking about with the statement that she made to, her, to him. Daughter looks at Tim and says, hey, daddy, if I eat less, will you stay home more? Did you hear what I just said? She said, if I eat less. Will you stay home more? Because she's trying to say, what if I eat less so you can stay with me more often? I asked him this question, and I'm reading his book. Tim is sitting right in front of me. You'll see it in the interview when it comes out on May 19th. He's emotional. I'm emotional. i got a four-year-old daughter, soon to be five in the next few weeks i got a nine-year-old and i got a seven-year-old, right? And these are my kids. I love these guys." I said, how did you handle that? He says, it wasn't easy. He says, I thought about it all day long. He said, but I packed the bags and I still went on the road, because I was traveling with Michael for 15 years. That's what he was doing, constantly being with Michael all the time, right? He's traveling. He says, all I thought about is her. He says, years later, I asked her. I said, hey, I want to explain to you why I did what I did. And the daughter says, you don't have to explain to me, Daddy. I know exactly why you did what you did. It's because you're going after your dreams. You're going doing this. You're doing that." He says, the daughter says, I'm pursuing my dreams now. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have had that example. So I said, how do you process this? How many of us hit the wall when we get to a point where our daughter or son or somebody doesn't even know they're doing what they're doing? They give you that guilt, and you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. So then I went a little bit deeper. I said, you know, we're talking about Kobe and Michael Jordan here. He says, yes. I said, the guilt concept feeling bad because your kids or your parents or your wife or your husband or somebody, is that a decision somebody else can sell you on? Like meaning, can I sell you on, stop feeling guilty, you shouldn't feel guilty, you should, you ought to go after your dreams. He said, no, it's a decision only you can make. I said, I agree. I've never tried to convince somebody to spend less time with their wife or their kids or anything. It's more a decision you got to make. So I said, let me tell you a story. We went to Louis Basti, and we were eating there It was myself, himself, and Shuri, and we had a great time. One of the best lunches we ever had. We had a very good connection together, and um, I said, I'm going to tell you a story about my dad. He says, yeah, what's that? I said, when I first had my son, Patrick Tico, he was six months old or something like that, and I went to my dad. I said, Dad, you know, when I was living in Iran with you, you would travel uh, uh, you would work six days out of the week. And you would leave 5 a.m. in the morning, and you'd come home at 8.30, and you expected us to be in bed by 8 o'clock because your standards, so we wouldn't see you but Fridays. And Iran Friday was a the Saturday or Sunday of here. I said, and on Sundays, you were an early bird. You'd wake us up at 6, we'd go to Parq Shah and Shahi. Then we'd go to church, a Syrian church. Then we'd go to Grandma's house, eat her food. Then we'd come back home, you'd take a two-hour uh, nap. You'd listen to your uh, music with the headphones you would put on with the old music he would listen to. Then he would come back, have dinner, watch a movie, and then we'd go to sleep, right? I said, when I calculate the days you spend with us in 10 years that we lived in Iran together when you and Mom were still together, it's 52 days a year times 10, 520 days, of 3,650 days. You had 3,650 days in 10 years, but you only saw us 520 days. Did it bother you? Do you ever regret that as a father? Without any hesitation. I don't know what he's going to tell me. Like I'm 33 years old and I'm asking him this question. No hesitation. He says, no regrets. I said, Dad, don't tell me this because you're protecting your ego. Do you feel like you regret any of it? Like you wish you would have worked less to spend more time with us? He says, zero. I said, come on, Dad. You can't tell me that. He says, I'm telling you, zero. So now he's getting past it. I said, why? He says, what is my job as a father? Isn't my job as a father to teach you and raise you to be strong so you can be independent without having to rely on anybody else? Meaning you can stand on your own two feet and you can go out there and take your own family and take care of it. Isn't that the job of a father? Yes. how are you doing? I said, I'm independent. I said, then I did my job right. He says, I don't regret any of it. He says, I enjoyed every minute I had with you guys. I had so much fun with you and Paulette. I said, "Um, that's very good to hear because as a man now that I'm getting through the next phase, I like hearing that from my own father. But I said, I want to say something to you as well. He says, what's that? I said, it's crazy that I'm 33 thinking about this. I'm 42 now when I talked, about, talked to him about this. I was 33. I said, I'm 33 sitting here thinking about this with you. And I also don't have any regrets that you weren't there. He says, what do you mean? I said, to me, it was the normal thing. Everybody in Iran, you're working. I said, I saw other dads that weren't workers. And sometimes they didn't have money and they were going through challenges. My daddy worked his ass off to provide how lucky I am to have a father that provided for me. I said, I wanted you to know from me that I also have no guilt for you. You're the best thing that ever happened to me as a father. I love you, and I appreciate your example. We had a very unique moment together, right? i got kids. I'm kind of going through it, and my dad and I have a very good relationship. So let me me wrap this up so you kind of get the idea with the point. So Tim says, Pat, you know why I didn't feel guilty? He says, what? He says, if you're away from your family, or you're at a bar getting drunk, you're a bad dad if you're doing that because you're way, you're not, you don't have moral authority. Why would you not spend time with your kids over drinking and, getting, and going to a bar? Why would you not want to be there instead of going and hanging out and just doing other kind of stuff? Why wouldn't you want to spend more time with your kids, right? He didn't say you're a bad dad. The point he's trying to make is the fact that, hey, you have options. Why not go and spend time more with your kids? He said, but if you're away from your kids, you better make it count and you better win. That is the only way they're forgiven. They'll forgive you. If you use that time to win. This is why Kobe's kids loved him. This is why Michael's kids, this is why anybody that lives and performs at the highest level, at least the kids sit there and say, even though Daddy was away, even though Mommy was away, at least he or she used that time wisely to win. Then when there's experiences, you remind them, look where we are. This is because Mommy and Daddy worked very hard. So. You know, I was going through this. I know I I did a video a few weeks ago about guilt, and I think it's a topic that a lot of entrepreneurs and executives struggle with. I wanted to kind of share with you what happened today, because this was something that I shared with a few all day today. I've been sharing this story because it's an incredible part of the book that I think everybody needs to read about. And hopefully it makes kind of an impact for you as it did for me. Because I do know as an entrepreneur, executive driven person, at one point you're going to hit that wall where that guilt's going to be felt. And anybody and everybody can give you advice. I can tell you what to do. But at the end of the day, you have to make that decision yourself. I made my choice to go after my vision because long term, I'd like to be able to set up a position where these kids are in business with me in many, many different ways. They don't have to do the same thing, all three of them, but I'd like long term for our family to be closer, simply because the decisions that he's making today. So having said that, look, I think to the right person, this is a video that can probably impact your life and start thinking about some of the bigger decisions you need to make in your life. But if you didn't see my first interview with Tim Grover, the author of Relentless and a newest book coming out called Winning, click over here to watch the interview. I have a feeling you're going to take a lot away from this interview. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.